0: pastor michael day nine a gen z white pill pastor michael uh we've had a a potentially contentious few days above (laughs) days of restless so i thought here on this day we would do something uh to to once again um enjoy the ways maybe god is working in our day um it's a video i haven't watched all the way through so it's a bit of a danger (laughs) but the video is called why Religion Could Solve All of Gen Z's Problems. Pastor Michael, do you have this experience at all that when you engage with a number of people in Gen Z, it makes you more hopeful than perhaps engaging with people in our generation, especially yeah. when we are their, we're there, their age? Yeah, I think so. I think so. There's at least a
1: lot of cool things happening, right? A lot of horrific things also, right? Like, let's not, you know, we want to be realistic about it. There's a lot of bad stuff out there, but i'm I'm very hopeful that um, a lot of a lot of things are coming to an end, right? Like a lot of the the things that have been so destructive in the lives, especially of a lot of of younger folks, um, it's causing them to realize or come to uh, spiritual truths in a way that Um, it was maybe harder to before, right? So there's a kind of apocalypse happening, a revelation of a kind as some of those things are stripped away. And so I'm hopeful. I am hopeful in that way.
0: Yeah. And it seems like, yeah, it is an interesting, there is just this very interesting dichotomy of, of, especially again, having a church plant. I love the college students who come to our church plant, um, And they are like, they are the great example of these truth hungry, like willing to act on these things, willing to like think about the world in a way that most people in college I would have been around who are Christians would have been completely unwilling to. I mean, they are service hearted in our church. But it's also interesting because there's like, there's also the vast uh, uh, like outside that like have never thought about anything deeper, right? Or like, um, the iPad kids, right? Like just all these, again, I'm sorry that those aren't the nicest way to talk about it. <laughs> like it's really, it is this very, I don't, it's this very interesting dichotomy. Um, As we're seeing people, very dissatisfied, looking for something more. And maybe it's just people, because we're all at different places. They just haven't gotten to the point where they're looking for that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know where to look, right? Whatever are still trying to make, the world as we have at work um because i know plenty of parents you know as i know parents too uh plenty of parents are obviously also heartbroken to what many of they see many of their young you know young adult children now turning to right you know so um but anyways let's let's listen to this young guy talking about why religion could solve all of gen z's problems
2: upon one of my more interesting takes. And if you've seen the title, it's Why Gen Z Needs Religion. You see, I've been trying to really figure out where this mental health crisis is coming from. You know, social media seems to be a big factor. Um, isolation. Um... But nothing sticks out to me more than lack of religion. And see, a lot of you guys might be <clears throat> already disinterested in the video. A lot of you guys don't subscribe to a certain religion. A do what you got to do. But hear me out before you click off. All right. The reason why I believe that Gen Z could benefit from religion is because of the fact that when you look at an atheist life,
0: especially early on i'm gonna pause it just to give his video a like and um but pastor michael one thing that is just striking me about this that's interesting is he says like this is one of my more interesting takes isn't it just like it's just and i i i'm I'm sure he's right but isn't it interesting we just live in a time where like a young person could be like you know what i think most of us are missing it's any like sense of the divine or the transcendent yeah. religion interesting. and just like you know i i'm going to throw it out here right like like this sounds like right this is how like a the weirdos throw out the keto diet to like their <laughs> friends like you just stopped eating everything you know <laughs> what if we just starved ourselves and um uh, yeah no it's
1: interesting and uh and it's uh cool that he's at least willing to broach the subject
2: you know There is no direction. There is nothing that ties them to a set of values. You see, religion, if anything, if you don't believe in the stories, if you don't believe that there is a God, at the very least, if you look at the values of religion, they tie you to the bigger picture. You know what you're on earth for. You know the do's and don'ts while you're on earth. And you have a very concrete set of rules that can guide you throughout the insane amounts of uncertainty in life. When you live as someone who has no religion, what you'll often find is that you bounce around from opinion to opinion. You just basically will take on the newest opinion, the most popular opinion, which makes you extremely wishy-washy. You see, I don't think you can know who you are and what you stand for if you don't stand up for your values. And if you don't even know your values, then you are going to be in deep trouble. And more than ever now, we're looking to others, other humans, who are.
0: Pastor Michael, do anything you want to say so far about his uh, his continued like, his continued just processing this idea.
1: Yeah, it reminds me, especially, you know, when you're just saying, hey, at least some sense of, like you're saying, sense of the divine or some kind of moral framework that kind of uh, situates you in the world so that you know why you're here, what you're for, et cetera. I mean, it reminds me a lot of, of reading uh, Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. If you've mm-hmm. ever read this, um, not a Christian work, is a Jewish, Jewish man, um, psychologist, uh, who Uh, had been in a concentration camp during World War II. Mm. And coming out of that, he reflected on his experience. And one of the things that he comes to is basically that the the people um, who had a deeper, um, and I don't know if he uses this language, but but basically some kind of deeper uh, uh, otherworldly belief, right? Whatever that was, right? The Christians, the Jews uh, who who were committed to what they believe, like if they had some true belief system, um, they believed that there was meaning and purpose behind even the worst of things that happened to them. Um, they were the ones that made it through. And, uh, and so I just, it, it reminds me of that only to say that, yeah, actually you as a, as a creature made in the image of God, you're made to have that, right? Like you are made to understand that you have a higher and greater purpose and that's made to situate you in your life, in your day to day, in the, the, you know, uh, mediocrity of it and in the hard times and in, in the doldrums and in the, like in, in the best and worst of times, that is supposed to help frame your life and what you're for. Um, and, and so I think it's at least a good start, right? Obviously we would want to push it deeper and say, actually, it's not enough to just have that, that kind of beginning vague religious disposition. I do think that's a great start, right? Like that's, Hey, like when you're moving in that direction, that's better than moving the other direction, Right. right? If you're moving in the direction of everything's meaningless, everything's just bare material purposelessness, you're moving in the wrong direction. If you're moving in this direction there's a chance. Um, and I would probably, uh, you know, with someone like this, um, just, you know, work with them as far as, you know, kind of the line that C.S. Lewis uses sometimes of, Hey, just start doing it, come to church, you know, like be around it, start listening to the Bible, let's study the Bible some together. Um, and actually what you'll find is eventually you'll probably just believe it, right. You'll just become what you are just trying, um, at first, but, um, but yeah, I do. I think that it's a great, hey, it's a great first step, man. You know, like let's let's get everybody taking that first step.
0: Yeah, I think this is one of those things where like, again, the reform guy in me and just the general evangelical in me, because this just sounds so different than how, again, people talked 20 years ago, mm-hmm. um, would be like, oh man, you need to know religion's not enough. Like we can't talk about general religion. But like if these people literally have nothing in their yep. background, Like they know nothing. And that's what they're taught, right? Like their whole everything around them, the entertainment they consume,
1: the like the teaching they receive from a government school system. It's that there is nothing and everything is meaningless.
0: Right. That's all you get. (laughs) This is not the Protestant liberal saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think we should say all religions are the same. This is the person waking up from the dark cave of secularism saying, wow, we've got to go find something else. Now, I don't know, maybe he'll come to talk more about Christianity at the end. Again, have not watched this all the way through. I kind of doubt it. Um, But right, this is just a person reflecting on the fact of the, right, as he mentioned at the beginning, we all have a mental health crisis, right, isolation. And then he says, like, and this is why atheism long-term isn't going to be popular. As he said, Well, when you really think about atheism, it's them promising you no direction for anything. Right. Again, the like cool atheism uh, is gone. Like it's going to die as these people as like as the thoughtful Gen Z people think it through. They're like, yeah, yeah, we saw what that was like. It was the no direction. There's no answers. And so this is again this is the beautiful opportunity for evangelism right he says you know what's great about religion you know what you're on earth for you know where you came from and then get this one this is the one that like kills evangelicals who were hurt by moralism growing up they're like you get the like list of do's and don'ts and what to do while you're <laughs> like they're like that can't be attractive that's like the one bad part no like no nope. you understand when you have no sense of anything how like wonderful that is when you're like, I don't know what a family would, could be like, right. I don't know what to do with my mom, man. Yeah. You're just, that's right.
1: So like, basically you have people that are growing up in the void, growing up in chaos, right. Both literally, right. Because their home life is a wreck, right. There's no stable, you know, think about the amount of people that have a stable home life, um, mom and a dad who love each other and love them, and take them to church, right? Like just that, that basic, the most basic thing you could imagine that's almost non-existent today, which is horrific, right? Like that's so sad, but it's just the case, right? That's almost non-existent. Almost everybody has parents who are divorced, single parents, don't know their father, those sorts of things, right? So you start off in chaos that never goes away. Like that is a kind of chaos that will follow you your whole life. I'm not saying that you can't find meaning in that and purpose. Obviously you can, right? God, God uses that and works through that. It's just that it is by very definition, a kind of chaotic that it's, it's basically like a scar, right? You might heal from this, but there's going to be some scar tissue left. There always will be. Um, so you're growing up in that and then add to that a regular repetition of the meaninglessness of life, the way that you're taught everything that you're taught. There's this, this, uh, kind of totally, um, nihilistic entertainment all around you and that's everything right like that's that's it that's what you've been given that's what you have to be given order right to be given something like the 10 commandments all of a sudden there's like purpose and there's order and there's structure to life that there never was before that it you're right that's a good thing right that's a it's not just a good thing that is going to be a desirable thing to somebody in that position
0: yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right, let's keep let's keep seeing what else he has to say.
2: Still trying to figure out their way of life for for a set of rules that we can follow. We're looking at social media, we're looking at science, we're looking at things that are ever evolving. None of these things are constant. And I believe that the fundamental values that you need to subscribe to in your life need to be constant. They can't evolve. There are minor values or small things that will evolve over time. Of course, I think that progress is super important in any human endeavor. But when it comes to your core values, what you call your non-negotiables, you need to have those set in stone. Through good or bad, you're going to follow these. And I think that's what a lot of us general Zers miss out on without religion you just kind of grift from one ideology to another whatever suits you at your point in life and you don't truly know what you stand for you don't truly know what you're here to accomplish you're very just living a meaningless existence for a lot of you guys and i don't mean to offend you guys or to say you know go sign up to your nearest church or mosque but i think you at least need to start to put the idea of what are my values? Where where am I going to get them from? How do I choose them? And what can I subscribe to that won't change throughout my life? And honestly, religion might be a good place to start. That's why a lot of the rules from religions overlap. because
0: We'll stop there. We'll stop there. He's probably about to give a pretty bad take about religion. That's okay. <laughs> uh, but Right. Oh, Pastor Michael, though. But science didn't. Oh, man, we really tried the like science is the key to everything and it didn't work. It's a great point, right, that it's constantly changing,
1: right? Because one of the things uh, that that made science attractive as an answer, as opposed to spirituality, morality, things like this, was that, well, it's a constant, right? Like, it's just it's the cold, hard facts. Well, actually the cold hard facts are changing all the time, right? Right. Like that's, that is what we found out with science. I'm not saying that that's actually the case. It's just what we, like the science changes, right? The science changes and, and sometimes it's Anthony Fauci and sometimes it's, it's not. And so like, it's, it's just not a constant. It doesn't give that kind of, you know, solidity that people actually are looking for.
0: Yeah, I actually think that this is also kind of ex- when I said, man, I have this experience where like it seems like the Gen Z people I interact with were on are on one pole or the other. I think it he actually sort of explains it here that probably the ones that I perceive as like not thoughtful or whatever is probably not actually the case. But what it is, is they're still trying to make the thing they were told to make it work, work. Hmm. So they still are like, I'm going to use social media, the opinions of others, all of these things, you know, to provide that solidity. Yeah. And so when I suggest like, what about a supernatural source of those things? It literally just is not a thing that can compute if you're Hmm. like, I'm going to make this work. Right. Yeah. And so it's not a, you know, it's not a, like, they're not, it's not like, it obviously is a deficiency, you know, it, it leads to it leads to very meaningless places but it's not a um you know it's not a it's not necessarily something about their person right who they are it's just it's about what they're trying to do yeah um which again is it's just it's fascinating so now we'll we'll see him talk about the differences of religions Some. Don't miss. And if you look, Sorry, I'll have to, ble- I'll try and bleep that.
2: Uh, <laughs> we'll but, cut that one out, hopefully. <laughs> got a lot of issues in today's society the degeneracy, the alcohol abuse, the drug abuse, the um, pornography addiction. If you look at relationships, everything is in the f- gutter. And a lot of the values that are promoted in these religions kind of tackle them pretty well. So, take this as you will. Just a thought. Let me know if you guys have had a similar experience or realization in your life. And I will catch you in the next one. Peace.
0: Right, so his... He literally is like, what we're doing, there is no hope for our society. Hmm. He's like, maybe if I throw the Hail Mary in religion, we can find a solution the tragedy that is the alcoholism drug abuse everything like how screwed up everything is right he's like whatever we're doing now is not working for us there's got to be something else and so the key the key thing we have as christians to say to him and to everyone in this in this generation and every generation is like you're right like there, there you are noticing something you are noticing something real um but, you know, like again, right? If, if you just, again, part of the problem would be if you just say, okay, I'm going to do the religious thing. That is you attempting another ideology, which you've already reflected on isn't going to help you long term, right? This is why everything's an ideology and you hide. Right. I see,
1: you- I see your statue to an unknown God, and I want to tell you who that actually is, because exactly. he can actually be known. That's the difference now, is that it's not just that you need some vague set of rules. You need to hear the voice of the God that made you, and you can right? Because right. he's spoken clearly, authoritatively, and finally in the incarnation of Jesus Christ. And so, so you can know him, right? You can. In the beginning was the word that's right
0: it's and so it's good news for you uh it's good news for you and anything short of that won't save you right because the other thing you may not know uh, especially in western society is we have tried to hold everything together without just allegiance to jesus we've tried every like what if we just do the ten commandments yeah. we, right with we, We've tried Thomas Jefferson's Just Not the Supernatural Parts. We've tried all of those things, but they are just, again, man-made ideologies when what we need is, as Pastor Michael said, an encounter with God in the way he's made himself known in Jesus Christ. And that—that that is the hope for Gen Z. And I am happy and I hopeful for them. Pastor Michael, nine days of Restless. How are you feeling?
1: Good, good, yeah, this has been fun. It really has. It's always fun to uh, get to do a little bit quicker takes on some things, although
0: sometimes it's less quick, (laughs) admittedly. (laughs) That's right. Well, if you know someone who is Gen Z, go tell them God loves them. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, do so. If you're enjoying the 12 days of Restless, reach out, let us know, tell us what you're liking. Uh, If you have comments or critiques, Pastor Michael, will you quick tell them your Twitter handle?
1: (laughs) You can go to at
0: Klein. (laughs) (laughs) I got to change that handle. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, we're having a great time. We'll keep it going and we will catch you next time.